Hi, um, so we're presently looking in our series at what disciples do um, and we're digging into some areas of our lives which can be, uh, they can be difficult um, objectively assessing and, and today's going to be no different um, as we look at the fact that disciples are called to always be thankful. Uh, but what does that really look like? How, how can we be thankful for the things that don't necessarily feel great or, or we don't enjoy, um, such as what's happening right now on campus? You know, we're going through through the mill, really, it seems like. And um, what started out as as dealing with, uh, with a few spots of mould here and there or or responding to a, a deeper problem of, of asbestos disturbance and, and then the need to really gut the entirety of the education wing of uh, the fellowship hall and the kitchen. We've, uh, we've just seen this problem just grow and exacerbate. Uh, and, and there've been days when, when I've not been feeling very thankful um, for those issues. When I, when I found myself, um, looking at the proposals that we've received, the cost of fixing some of the things that need fixing. It's been quite debilitating at times. Um, and in fact, I, I, I've often turned to at a dark humour in order to remain sane. But as we reflect on those things, on the things that we're going through right now, and we and we look at the readings that we've, we, we've heard from today, you know, we've heard about the healing of lepers in, in Luke 17. We've heard about words of the prophet uh, Jeremiah in chapter 29. And we can really see how God calls us to live in the season that we are in. Um, not to think too much about the past or, or the future, but to live in the season that we're in, the season that he's placed us in. And we need to give thanks for what is about us as we get on with life, as opposed to entering into a state of, of wallowing. Um, but to give thanks in the same way that that one leper gave thanks. That's the attitude that we need to be embracing. But really want to dig in today is, is the passage uh, in Jeremiah, um, chapter 29, um, and those few verses uh, primarily that were, were read out. Because I believe God's really speaking through that for us uh, today, right now, as a community. See, Jeremiah's reminding the people of Israel that they have been exiled. That they have been told how long it is they're going to be there for. That's already been told to them. And they need to stop listening to the false prophets, to the people who are, are contradicting the word of God that has already been spoken. And that God will deal with those people um, as he calls the collective people to follow him and to listen and respond to what he is saying and doing. And the verses um, which, which the lectionary really pull out today, concentrate on, they instruct the people of Israel to live their lives in the new surroundings, to fully commit, fully commit to the season, the people, the community. And the situation that they're in. But this, this letter, really, this, this section of Jeremiah, a letter to the people in exile, really digs into much more than just to do what, what 
is in the present season where they find themselves and to respond in that way. Because it it also um, goes on and, and, and talks about what will happen, like I just said, to those who don't live what God has said. To the overall plans for God's, uh, God's people. So we've got to hold both of those things. Live in the situation that God has placed us and respond to his word. And what I feel God's really saying in all of this for us, uh, for us as St. John, as a community here, is, is we need to be making the best of the situation that we find ourselves in. In the same way that he instructed the exiles to do that. Now, God's message to, to, to the people was really um, stop fantasizing about Israel. Instead, make the best of what you've got now, of where you are now. Uh, and we could be guilty, can't we, really, of, of fantasizing. You know, the building being finished is, is, is a small part of that. And we all kind of have that wish and that desire. Um, but for those of you who remember work um, that was done under uh, Pastor Wallace and, and, and the possible revamping of campus um, in the mid-90s, I was amazed at some of the ideas that I'd seen drafted and the and the paperwork and the, the architect's drawings that were there. And I slipped into a little bit of a, a fantasy as to what could have been um, and to the expanse that was that was dreamt. But on a bigger scale, on a much bigger scale than all of this, we could be guilty of fantasizing about a return of of church to as we knew it or or, or perceived that we knew it um, years ago. And, and I've been involved in churches that have undertaken building projects in the past. Some to accommodate growth, uh, not having enough space for children and families ministries, youth ministries, uh, needing more space for communities to flourish uh, and, and serve the community in different groups that need the space. And I've been part of churches that have needed to repurpose buildings that have that have needed to convert homes into uh, resource based space, offices, uh, rooms for uh, Bible study and, and, and prayer uh, and just knocking walls out to create space for what God's saying needs to be done now instead of it being what it was before. Churches that have had to close their sanctuaries permanently um, because of a need, either health and safety reasons or it just not being viable anymore. See, what we're going through isn't something new. It's something that many other people have experienced as well. And what God's really saying to us in this moment, I feel, is, is so lined with what he's told the Israelites um, in, in Jeremiah 29. We heard a few verses today. I, I really suggest you go home and you read the, read the rest and, and you dig into it and you pray about it and you hear from God for yourself about how you can respond in the present situation. So I guess our, if you forgive me a little paraphrasing, um, what God said in, 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 in through Jeremiah is, is redeem the circumstance that you find yourself in. You see, it's things like the geography or, or the building, the external stuff. 
um, isn't really that important. They're, they're not what keep or, or bring contentment in life. They're not, they're not the things that we're really about. They're not the things that life is about. Because the places that we worship have little to do with our ability to worship. Our, con our, 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 con our contentment in life, it comes from our commitment to the one who gives us life. I want to say that again because it was kind of a stutter a little bit there. Our contentment in life, it comes from our commitment to the one who gives us life. See, the vision that we have as a community, as a, as a church at St. John, is to follow God, to share life and to love our neighbour. And we can do all of those things, whatever the external circumstances in our life are. Yeah, we have we have a we have got to have an attitude of thanksgiving for all the good that happens in life, regardless of the imperfections which will come in and try to spoil that. Life is full of imperfections, but we've got to look past them to a perfect God. See, it, uh, some questions. Is, is our perfect situation perfect? Well, no, it's not. All right. Do we have a, a do we have some serious questions that we need to ask about moving forward, about what our priorities are going to be in regard to the building work? What's needed when? How does it all fit together? Of course we do. But in all of that, we can give thanks. We can give thanks for Alan and for Kelly who have stepped up and, and really given of themselves time and talents to help guide us through this. What else is going on? We've got a yard, a yard work day just happened a couple of weeks ago. Tidying up, or well, the beginning of tidying up St. John Park House, the hedges that are around it, the yard work that's seriously, seriously needs to be done so, so much more. But that short distance that we covered, when you look at those hedges, took seven people two days. Seven people two days. One day, a couple people, and another day, there was maybe five people. But it took seven days to get just that small section. Seven days, seven people, two days to get that small section done. But we give thanks that we get to work together. We give thanks that we get to be able to do those things, to invest in the community, to invest in what we share. And we had people who couldn't spend the day there but who turned up and blessed us with drinks and snacks so that we could be sustained to carry on. See, what can you give? What can you be giving thanks for and how can you be helping in all of that? We've got the Fall Fun Fest coming up. It's happening at the end of the month. There's going to be a yard sale, a chance to connect with community, to see um, what they're about, what some of their needs might be. If we're able to raise a little revenue on the side to help with the building, great. But that's not going to be the main purpose. Main purpose is to connect with the community. So do you have things that you can donate there? Are you willing to come and, and give some time to help that day uh, go off without a hitch?
give some time in the lead up, in the organizing, in sorting, etc. There's the trunk or treat too, where, where we're going to be blessing the community towards the end of that day. A time of fun and feasting on candy. I'm looking forward to that part a lot. But how can you help there? How can you help? See, Jeremiah, he's brought this message of God to the people in exile that they needed to not complain about where they were. They didn't complain. They couldn't complain about being away from Israel, but instead they were to give to where they are now. And as a church, it's a message that we really, really need to hear today. We really need to step into that. Yeah, we've still got this COVID cloud hanging over us. Yeah, we, we, we've got. We've got to be in that, though, giving thanks for the development of Zoom, being able to hold meetings together still, even now, for those who can't, um, for whatever reason, feel comfortable coming out or are still shielding. We've got to give thanks for the tech team and all that they're doing and have done to develop a system which allows us to stream to the people who aren't able to come out, don't feel comfortable coming out. But that's also expanded our reach to people who are now feeling part of St. John's community, even though they are not local to St. John. So let's give thanks for those connections that are opening up. And of course, let's give thanks for the fact that today you're able to see a message that I recorded last night so that I'm able to stay home and care for my sick child instead of being with you this morning. See? There are problems with the building. Of course, there are. We know that. And there are many. But we will get through this. We will come to the other side. And we'll be better aware of what God's calling us to be, of what he's calling us um, toward and, and how to use those buildings, how to repurpose the things that we have to fit with the vision and the mission that he's given us. OK, but there's still that that, that possibility of slipping into the negative, of, of having a, a mindset that is complain after complain. And, and, and we need to walk out of that. We need to, to shut that down and not complain about the way things are or the way we are or what's happening in the present situation. We've got to stop thinking and, and, and looking back to when the pews were full, of when we were in a position to offer multiple services for people to come and receive because we're not in that place anymore. The place we are right now, it may feel a little bit like an exile. For how long this is going to be, we don't know. But we know at least that once work on the building starts with electrical and mechanical work, we're looking at minimum of 60 weeks before that can come to a full completion. So it might feel a little bit like an exile. But if that's the case, let's follow the word of God and live into it in the present situation and give thanks for where we are and settle. Yeah, we're not going to build new homes and, and, and the like, as, as, as they were told to for the, for the 70 years that they were going to be in exile. But we've got to prepare to live in this situation. We've got to be prepared to live in this situation and not complain about it and not 
not be concentrating on a different time because that's only going to take our eye away from what God's saying for us right now. As verse 11 uh, states, yeah, God knows the plans that he has for us. And that verse, that isn't speaking to us as individuals. It wasn't speaking to the Israelites as individuals. It was speaking to the community, the collective people. He knows the plans he had for them. There is a hope for us to hold on to. There is a future for us as a kingdom outpost, as part of the body of Christ, the worldwide church. But what that looks like, we can't begin to say we know. What that looks like isn't going to be what it was. Because what it looks like, God knows, and he wants to reveal to us. So we've got to invest. We've got to invest in this present circumstance to, to listen to what God is saying, to respond to it, to give thanks in all things, because that's what disciples do. They give thanks. They live in the present. Okay, it's called the present because it's a gift. Yeah. Stop looking to the past. Stop jumping ahead too far to the future. Settle. Live in the present, the circumstance that is now. That's where God wants us to be. That's where he's placed us to be. So let's be. And let's do all that he's calling us to do right now. As we respond to what is happening right now. So please be in prayer. Yes, for all of these things. Join us as we pray together. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday mornings at 9.30. Monday and Wednesday evenings at 7. We read God's word and we respond to what we're reading for the day in prayer. We spend time listening. We spend time asking. And we spend time just waiting, waiting for him to speak, to help direct us in the steps to take so we can come to a new reality. We can come to the next situation, the next circumstance. And all that God has for us in store as a community. Let's be a community that listens together, a community that prays together, a community that stays together through all situations that come. And let's give thanks for all things in all seasons, in all situations. Let's give thanks because that is what disciples do. They give thanks in all things. Hopefully you're all doing well. Hopefully you're all able to um, receive something today from that. I'm sure there's prayer teams available to pray with you. We're about to enter into a time of, of, of prayer and reflection on all that God has done through his son, Jesus Christ. And you're going to come and receive communion. And as you do that, yes, remember all that he has done. But don't lose sight of the present. Don't leave the present by always looking backwards. Remember the backwards. Remember the previous. Yes. But live into the now. 
seek what God is doing now so we can join in. God bless. I hope to see you all soon.